Well, good morning, Grace Hills. Hey, I'm glad you're here today. Today's going to be a good day. Well, I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, several years ago, my, my sister, she was um, going to go off to college and she wanted to go to a Bible college. And so we uh, set out, out as a family in the uh, good old van. Anybody ever have one of those Ford Econoline vans? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like had the, the closet in the back. Anybody know? Just my family. <laughs> Great things. You can put the back into a bed. Like, they are wonderful. Anyways, we went setting across the country to go to, go to like a, a couple of colleges. Just that way we could go see where they and visit them to see where she wanted to go. And I remember we went to this one. My, my sister, she was um, wanted to be in worship music. And that was kind of the thing that she wanted to do. So we went to this one Bible college. And they set up a meeting for us with the guy who was leading the worship department. So he, um, it was a pretty good, cool meeting. He came in and he was this little little bitty short, scrawny, balding little Hispanic guy with these little bitty glasses and just the most meek and mild guy that you would ever meet in your life. And so he was just kind of quiet and he would ask us a couple questions and then they would answer and we were just kind of all quiet about it. And then at the end he said, well, can I pray for you? And we said, yeah. And he had this big old Bible. It's old Thompson chain study Bible. He had a big one and he had it in his lap and he said, well, let me pray for you. And so we all bowed our heads. And then I'm going to tell you, this little bitty meek mild guy let out a prayer that just like was powerful and he just like prayed the paint off the walls like it was it was awesome and he was just going at it and I was thinking I'll tell you what was powerful about it is this is he prayed the promises of God over our lives and I remember just the way he was praying he would say you know like uh he was praying that this girl he said you know she wants to she's trying to figure out where to go and God we know in your word that it says that the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. God, so we believe that over her life right now. Whatever place that you're going to have her go, God, we ask that you will take her in the right place. And then your word, it says that you give us wisdom. So we ask you for wisdom over her life and the decisions that she's going to make. And God, it says that wherever we go, that you will bless us as we go in, as we bless us as we go out. So God, we just believe that. And he just like went after thing, after thing, and after thing. And he just kept praying these promises from God's word over our lives. And I, man, I was like not that excited when we started but at the end I'm like let's go conquer the world like it was awesome and he was able to pray with confidence and power because he was asking God to do what God already said he would do so there was no doubt in his mind that God was going to do it that's powerful what I want to talk to you about today is this is how do we can be people with bold prayers how we can be people that walk with confidence in God. How we can be people that see things change and situations change and people change because we had a moment where we talked to God. I don't know about you, but I want to be that type of person. I would love for us to be a church that is marked by bold prayers that are answered by God. Uh, if we could be known by anything as a church, what would it be like if people said, that's the church that talks to God and God answers their prayers? Let's be those type of people. I'd love to see you in your life and in your family for it just to be marked by God-answered prayers. And I don't want to talk about this today because I want to pump you up and I just want to get you where we're just riled up. But here's the reason why I genuinely want to talk about this today is because I know that how bold prayers right, can change your life. 
I've seen it all over my life. And man, I can tell you story after story of ways that God has changed my life because of prayer. I'll tell you one. I wasn't even planning on sharing this today, but I, last week, um, one every every Sunday before I come up here to, or to preach, there's somebody here at this church that will come and pray with me and just pray God's word over my life. And uh, it's an amazing thing. And last week, it was Dino's week. And so Dino came up here to pray with me. And I had went and had lunch with Dino a couple weeks before. And he had asked me beforehand and he said like, hey, what can I be praying for you for? And I, I remember telling him, I was like, man, I, I just came out of this really busy season of life for multiple years of really busy season. And I was telling him, I was like, I, it's kind of like I got my motors running real high speed and I'm running a lot of RPMs and I'm like, I'm having a really hard time kind of shutting it down. And I, I shared this at a couple with a couple people in a men's meetup. And, and, and so I just was sharing him with that. I was like, man, I, if you could just be praying for me because like I'm, I'm just revved up. And like, I'm having a hard time, like walking into like peace and rest and just walking in God and just like this new season of life. And so I told him that a couple weeks before and he came up on Sunday morning to pray for me. And he's like, what can I pray for you? And I was like, man, honestly, you don't even have to pray the last thing you were praying. And I was like, cause God's really answered that in my life. And I want to tell you this, I, I, I just genuinely want to tell you, that's been a prayer of mine and some people at this church that I've shared it with over the last few months that I really was having a challenging time. And God, over the last couple weeks, has worked in my life in a miraculous way to where like I am enjoying and resting and walking in God's goodness and peace. And it's amazing. And so I say this, that I want to tell you this today, not because I want us to go like, hey, let's just go conquer the world, but because it'll affect your life. And I can tell you that because it's affected my life. It'll, I want you to have bold and confident prayers because it'll change your life. It'll change your marriage. When you begin to pray over your marriage, it will change things. Over your kids, over your emotions. I want you to be a parent that prays powerfully for your kids. And maybe your kids are at school and they are having a difficult time. And you're worried about maybe some friend situations that they're walking into or, or they're dealing with some emotions. I mean, you know, what would change if you were a parent that went and went to the mats for them for, in, in prayer? I want us to be people that do that. Man, a spouse, or we're just believing and praying for our spouses. And here's why this is so important for us to be people of bold and confident prayers is because number one, God wants to move in your life. God's not far off. He's not distant. He's not this God who wants to vaguely be involved in your life, but he is a God who wants to move in your life. But here's what I want you to capture. And this is the, the tricky part that I want you to understand today is this, is that the avenue for God to work in our life is faith. We're gonna unpack that a little bit today. The avenue for God to work in your life is faith. In fact, here's something important that I would say that I would want you to understand. And so many people don't get this. You may even bristle up to this at first, but let us unpack it. And I think you'll see how it begins to work in your life. And I put this on the screen. I think this might help you today. Is that God is not moved based off of need, but he's moved based off of faith. God is not moved based off of need, but he's moved based off of faith. There's an important distinction there that I want you to understand. Think about it this way. God knows everything that you need. He has the power to snap it and it's done. God can do anything in any moment. But have you noticed in his word that even though he knows all those things, what does he tell us still to do? To come to him. He tells us over and over to pray in faith. 
tells us over and over that we come. It's not because of a lack of knowledge, He's not, but it's because he wants us to come in faith. I think about it this way. God knows everything you need. James says it this way. He says, you have not because you ask not. That's kind of interesting. What is he saying? He says, I want you to come in faith. It's not about your need, but it's about the faith. When you think about Jesus working miracles in the Bible, he walks through these things. And what's interesting as you read through this is it's not that the whole entire, every single person that was sick was healed, but what was it? It was the people that came to him in faith. Jesus tells them over and over, what does he say? It is your faith that made you whole. It's not because there was a need, but it's because you came with faith. Here's my heart for you today is that I fear that too many of us don't experience the fullness of what God wants to do in our lives because we don't come to him with faith and ask him to work in our lives. He's given us the plan of what to do, but I wonder how many of us just sit back. God wants to work in your marriage. Maybe you're walking through a, a tricky time in your marriage. Have you actually taken the time to like go to the mats in faith and ask God to work in it? Or are you just set back and say, well, God's gonna do whatever God's gonna do. Have we gone to it? Maybe you're worried about your future, right? And we know that God wants to direct our futures, that he cares about your life, but have we actually gone to him and like asked him in faith that God, I want you to work in my life. I want you to direct me with your families or your kids. Are we asking God? Because far too often what we have is this God's gonna do what God's gonna do attitude. So we sit back and we wait for him just to do it. But the way that God moves and the currency of heaven, if for lack of better terms, is faith. It's faith. We, we don't see this in the Bible that he just, just moves off of every need, but we see that he moves off of faith. You think about the stories of Moses, where Moses talks to God and God moves based off of his faith. You think about the woman in the Bible with the condition of blood. It wasn't just because she had a need that she was healed, but there was this moment where she saw all the doctors and they didn't have an ability to do anything for her. And she says, but if I could just get to Jesus and touch the hem of his garment. She had the faith that said, if I can get there and I can put my faith in him, Man, God will do something, and he did. That's powerful. See, God is moved by people who come to him with faith. That's how he moves. Jesus tries to teach the disciples this in Matthew 21, verse 18, and he says this, uh, gives them a teaching here that I think is really helpful. Matthew chapter 21, verse 18, and it says this. It says, in the morning as Jesus was returning to Jerusalem, he was hungry. And he noticed a fig tree beside the road. He went over to see if there were any figs, but there were only leaves. Then he said to it, may you never bear fruit again. And immediately the fig tree withered up. Okay. And it says the disciples were amazed when they saw this and they asked, how did the fig tree wither so quickly? Now then Jesus uses this uh, as a teaching moment. I think actually, if you ask my opinion on it, I think that he did the whole action to start a teaching moment. I don't think Jesus was actually ticked off at the tree, right? Uh, but I think that he was like, okay, this is gonna be a teaching moment. And he walks into it and then it says this. It says, then Jesus told them, he says, I tell you the truth. If you have faith, everybody say faith. And don't doubt, you can do things like this and much more. 
saying, if you follow me, if you trust in me, I I will work through your life. And let me just pause here and say, this is what we see over and over through scripture. When you read the whole story of Luke and Acts, which is one story, you see this whole idea of Jesus coming and saying, hey, the way that God works in my life, that the Holy Spirit lives inside of me and that he's working through me, he's gonna work like like that in your life in Acts. We see that, right? You see this all throughout John when Jesus comes and says, hey, the same things I have done, you're gonna do the same things and even greater things. There's this idea that he's trying to push and say, hey, as you follow in my footsteps, as you trust in me, as you follow me, God's going to do amazing things through your life. And then he goes on and he says, essentially he goes, if you think a tree was awesome, I'm about to rock your world. And he says this, after he said this about the tree, he says, you can even say to this mountain, and you can think that he's probably out on some of the flat lands of Israel and there's this hill over there. And he says, you can even say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. You can pray for anything. And if you have what, again, faith. And if you have faith, you will receive it. Now, for some of you in here, when I just read this verse and we're about to preach out of it, that makes you a little bit nervous. And I wanna say, God said it, not me. Right, Jesus just said this, not me. But he wants to work in your life. God wants to work in your life. What he's saying here is this, is that there are no limits to what God can do through your prayers if you have faith in him. There are no limits to what God can do. Now let me pause here and say that sometimes people read this and they have a misunderstanding of what faith is. And there's some people that come into this idea that faith is positive thinking or manifesting. So if I can get every doubt out of my mind and just have a positive thought, and ma- I will manifest these things. Um, I remember I went to, a, uh, went to a youth conference one time and there was this guy who was just talking about how he really wanted an Escalade and how he just had gotten all of his doubt out of his mind and God was gonna give him an Escalade. That's not what we're saying. This is not manifesting. When you think about faith, what is faith? Well, faith throughout the Bible, what we see over and over is that it is a trust in God, a belief in him that leads you in your actions to follow him. And what he's saying here is as you are following God and as your heart is completely aligned with him and as he is leading you and guiding you and as you just put your faith wholly in God that you can pray things through God and it's gonna happen. And it happens because you are lined up with God and his will, you're praying his will over your life and it matters. And so let me say this, I want to pause here because some people have gotten messed up on passages like this and and they say, well, people have gotten weird over here so we're not going to believe this over our life, but it's in the text. God wants to work in your life and he wants to do these things. I I think about it, for example, when you think um, and you say to somebody, I have faith in you. It's not saying, hey, I'm having these thoughts about you and I'm putting out all doubt, but he's saying, I have faith that you can do this and I believe in you. And praying in faith is holding on to the promises of God and believing that he is who he says he is and that he will do what he says he will do. When you pray like that, with that type of heart, God takes notice. Now, I think most of us would say, I believe that, I wanna be that kind of person, but that's not for me, I don't know how to do it, that sounds complicated, how do I do that? And here's what I want you to know is that praying faith-filled prayers is easier than you think it is and I wanna walk you through it. I'm gonna give you a couple of ways on how to do that. And we're gonna go practical in a second, but the big idea that I want you to capture first is this, is that the pathway to faith-filled prayers in your life is praying scripture over your life. 
The path to faith-filled prayers is praying scripture over your life. Let me unpack that for you. One of the biggest obstacles to praying bold prayers is feeling like we don't know the will of God. People, I don't know the will of God. I don't know what God wants. I don't know. And so we just have these prayers. I remember one time I was with a group of ministers and this one guy wanted um, to have some direction. He was like, I got this decision trying to figure it out. And so we circled up and it was all kinds of denominations. And so we, were, we got around this guy and we we're going to pray for him. And I remember the first guy that prayed just took me to depression. And he was sitting there and he was praying for this guy. And he was like, Lord. If it be your will, we ask that you would just give him direction. And God, we, we, you know, we want, we want to do what you called us to do. So if you could, God, we just ask that you would give him some kind of sign and lead him in direction. So whatever your will would be, God, we just, you do that. And I, I, then that was one guy that prayed. Then the next guy came up to pray. And man, he changed the atmosphere of the room. And he said, God, we know in your word that it says that you will direct our steps. And God, we pray this right now over his life that you will give him direction. And whatever that is, God, we pray that you will make it clear to him and that he will not be able, that it will not be um, hard to see, but that he will be able to see it easily and that you will give him wisdom. And your word, it says that you will. So we ask you for it right now. And God, we ask you to give him the direction and the wisdom and the discernment to know what it is right and wrong and that he will follow you inside of this. Right? That's two totally different ways of praying. And the one guy had confidence because he knew that God already said in his word that he would do it. So all he had to do is say, God, you said it. We believe it. We ask you to do it. That's bold and confident prayers. I, I don't have to wonder if it's in God's will for him to direct my path. Like I don't have to say, God, if it's in your will, you do it. He said it. He said he would do it. So I'm going to stand on that promise. He tells us that he'll do it. Let me, let me give you a helpful tool to understanding God's will, and I, maybe this will help you. If it is in God's word, then it's in his will. If he says it and promises it over your life in his word, then it's a promise for, in his will for you. That's powerful. You don't have to wonder if God wants to give you joy. You don't have to say, God, if it's in your will to give me joy in my life. No. God wants to give you joy. You begin to pray it. Powerful and bold with faith. And then I love that scripture before. You come to him with faith, believing that he'll do what he said he will do, then he'll do it. You don't have to wonder if God wants to give you peace in a place of worry. Maybe you're in a season right now where you got a lot of worry going on in your life. God wants to begin to bring you peace inside of your life. You don't have to wonder if he wants to direct your future. You don't have to wonder if he wants to help you overcome temptation in your life. You don't have to wonder if he wants to deliver you from oppressive thoughts. He says it in his word, and so I believe it. Amen? If you want to pray bold, faith-filled prayers that move God, then I would tell you this. Step one, pray scripture over your life. That's the most confident, firm foundation that you can stand on. I love it, that whole idea of, right, the guy who built his house on sand, the guy who built his house on rock, one guy built his house on the word of God and, and believing what God said and following God's plan. I tell you that, if you want to have prayers that are rooted, that no matter what's coming on, that you can stand firm, rooted in the word of God. Hmm. Bible says this way, it says, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Now, in that context right there what it's talking about is that the need for preachers there needs to be a preacher that can tell you the word of God over your life and I tell you it to you this way sometimes you just got to preach to yourself 
I can tell you there are moments in my life where, man, I am in a place where my emotions or my thoughts are off and I begin to pray scripture over my life because I'm at a moment where I'm saying, hey, I'm going to preach to myself and build confidence in what God has told me in his word. And David, there's a story where his um, wife and the wives of his men have all been captured his, his warriors have turned on him and they're about ready to stone him, it says. And so he's in a bad place. Like, that's not a good place to be. And it says that in the moment right after that, that David, the passage says this, it says that he strengthened himself in the Lord. That he was walking through a challenging time, but yet he strengthened himself in the Lord. And what we see in the Psalms is how he did it. What did he do? He said, God, this is what I'm walking through, but I know who you are. And he began to say these things of God over his life. Man, it's powerful. We want to be, I I don't know about you, but I want to be that type of person. I want to be a person that is bold and faithful with my prayers and see God move. Amen? Now, I want to get practical for a second because you may have heard that and you say, well, how do you pray scripture over your life? Uh, for most of us, I think sometimes we hear that and we think, I don't know enough scripture. I don't know how to do this. Uh, it's a great idea. I agree with what you said, but it sounds complicated. I don't know how to do these things. So if you're feeling that, I want you to know today that it is super easy. And I want to give you really quickly, practically, three quick tools on how you do it. And if you will do these, I believe that it'll change your life. And so here's the three things that I want to give you is we're going to talk about battle verses contact verses and guide verses. Battle verses, contact verses, and guide verses. And I wanna talk through this. And if you wanna pray scripture over your life, well, I think these will help you. First thing I want you to understand is this. Find verses that you can use when you are in the heat of a battle. Find verses. You, you know what your weaknesses are. How many you know you know where the places that the enemy attacks you? You know the places where you feel inept. You know the places that you're coming into as a life that are difficult. You know the things that discourage you, the temptations that you face, the difficulties that you're going through in your family. And I would challenge you to find promises of God that you can stand on when you are in the heat of the battle. And maybe, and I'll tell you, Google is a great resource. Honestly, Google scriptures about whatever you're walking through. It's as easy as that. And we have pastors here, a lot of people here that want to help you. If you're walking through something, you say, hey, I need some battle verses that will help me. There are dozens of people here that would say, hey, I know this verse. I think this might help you. This promise of God of your life that might help you. Let me get, what does it look like to have battle verses that you pray over your life? Well, let me give you a couple of examples. Let's say you struggle with worry right? And worry is something that you have a hard time with. Uh, Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says this. We're going to read this together and then we'll talk about how we do this. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything, okay? Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and your mind as you live in Christ Jesus. So how do you pray that? I mean, I'll tell you, there's been moments in my life where I've got some worry going on and I I recognize it and I'll come to verses like this and I'll say, God, I thank you that you say that I do not have to worry about anything. 
In your word here, it says that you will give me peace. And I'll say, you say to tell you what you need. So God, this is what I'm walking through and this is the situation and this is where I need you to work in this life. And then it says, thank him for all he's done. So then I begin to thank him and say, God, I thank you that you've been faithful in this time and this time and this time. And then I come to the back end and I say, so God, I believe that you will give me peace. And I may not be out of the situation right now, but that you will bring peace into my life. So God, I believe that. And I'll even, I'll just begin to pray over my life. God, thank you for your peace that will come and guard my heart and my mind and my mind right now God is worried about this but God I stand on your word and I believe what you said and I know that you'll come and bring peace into my mind and it changes things if you're someone who struggles with sexual sin and temptation and the temptation is constantly there and you're dealing with it I think about this scripture 1 Corinthians 10 13 says the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience and God is faithful He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. Pray this over your life. Say, God, I thank you that a temptation will not be able to overcome me, but that you say that you will strengthen me. And God, I thank you that when I am tempted, that you will show me a way out. And so I believe that in my life. And God, I pray that you will show it to me, that you will make it clear, and that God, that you will give me the confidence to walk it out. Praying it over your life. I told you uh, something that I struggle with personally is worried about sometimes God providing in the future. Uh, that's, uh, I'm all confident in God providing now because I'm in this situation, but I can worry a lot of times. I'm a planner, so I can think 5, 10, 15, 20 years out, and, and all of a sudden I'll work myself up about all those things. And so there's several times in my life where I feel that work up, and then I'll just go to God with prayer, and I'll begin to pray the scripture over my life say that God you are my provider in your word it says that you are my provider and God I stand on that God it says in your word that you will supply all of my needs according to your riches in Christ's glory and so God I just thank you for that and I stand on that that you are the provider of my needs it says in your word that if I seek you first that all these other things will be added unto me and so God I just I want to follow you in that and I praise that and I just begin to pray that over my life And here's what happens. When you have verses that you can pray in the battle, it does a few things. And I want to put three of these things up here that might help you. Number one is this, is that it changes your focus in the battle. A lot of times we're more focused. We said this last week, right? We're more focused on what is against us than who is for us. When we pray scripture over our life, then it begins to change our focus on what is coming at us and about who is behind us and the truth of who he is and how powerful he is. And it changes your mind and changes your direction of your focus. It changes, it gives you confidence in what you're praying. When we pray the word, when I'm just coming up with stuff, I'm off the top of my head. Sometimes I get like, oh, I hope this is right. I hope this is what God wants to do. But when I pray the word of God over my life, man, I am confident. I'll give you an example of this. Um, When we were interviewing to come here and we're going to come here to this church, uh, I remember that some of the anxiety that we had was we were like, we want to do whatever God's called us to do. Um, And wherever you want us to go, God will go, whatever you want us to do. But we would really like it to be Grace Hills. 
So we love Grace Hills, but like, whatever, God, we'll do whatever. And I remember Casey and I had this conversation several times where we were trying to figure out, like, how do we pray in this situation? What do we do? And, our, our, and it was hard because like, I was like, I want to pray for it, but also, like, if that's not the thing and God has something else, and that makes me a little gun shy, and I was trying to figure out. And the, the, the thing that helped me the most was I just began to pray the promises of God. And I'd say, God, I, I be, once again, the stuff I've said 10 times, but I would begin to pray, like, God, I know that you will direct my life. I know that you are. And if this Grace Hills is the place that we need to be, God, I pray that you give it to us. If it's gonna bless us and be the place that we want and the place that we're gonna flourish and that our family can grow up in and be a part of, God, I pray that you will give it to us. I know that you withhold no good thing from me, your word says, and I trust you to do it. And if it's not this, that's fine too. But God, if it is this, that's what I want. When I prayed, I was confident and I left it in God's hands at that point. It was faithful. It it gives you confidence in what you're praying. And the third thing is this, is that it builds faith through confession. When you pray the word of God, it builds faith in you. You may not start praying with faith, right? Where Jesus says, hey, if you come to me and pray in faith and these things, you may not start there. But I can tell you something happens in your heart when you begin to pray the word of God over your situation that not only does it do something in this conversation, but it does something inside of you. There's so many times, right, where I come to God in a completely faithless place, but I leave after praying scripture in a faithful way. So I would challenge you today to go home and spend time thinking about where you struggle and then find some battle verses to use. Text somebody, ask, you don't have to have a lot. All you got is one, man, stand on that one. Once you get that one down and it becomes second nature, find another one. Then you got two. I'd say it this way. Load up with ammo. You're going to go into a battle. You don't go into a battle and say, hey, when I get there, I'll figure out what to do. No, you load the gun and go. And I would even challenge you, get as much as you can. My dad used to have this statement. He'd say, go into this situation. And he'd say, loaded for bear and then hope that you don't need it all. And he would tell me, like, get, a, get a, enough ammo that you got. You can take care of anything and then hope you don't need to use it all. I'd say that with you in your prayer life. Load up for bear and be ready for whatever the enemy throws at you. Hope you don't need it, but if you do, you got it. That's how you be bold. And I, I'll tell you this. God is faithful. You can be in the heat of a battle and you can go find scripture, but there's something that happens when you can nip things in the bud fast and you can begin to go to prayer. There's so many times that God saves me, I think, from so much damage emotionally that could happen farther when I'm able to catch things at the beginning and go to prayer. Let me just challenge you with that. And I say this not because I want to give you a lot of homework, because I care about your life. And I want to see God work in your life. That's number one. These next two are pretty quick, but I also want to say this. Make a habit of praying verses that you come in contact with throughout your life. When you hear a scripture, I tell you, make a habit of praying it over your life. Uh, maybe you're on a you version and you get a scripture of the day. Man, application, turn that thing into a prayer. 
Maybe you're uh, fine when you come to church and we preach a scripture and you hear it and you understand it. Find a way to pray it. I heard a sermon the other day that this pastor quoted and I wrote it down. It was Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. And it says this. It says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. I love that line. Stir up one another to love and good works. And then he goes on, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So I heard that verse. Now I begin to turn it into a prayer. He says, stir up one another to love and good works. I say to God, I pray that you will give me people in my life and give me the wisdom of how to stir up the right things inside of them, how to stir up love in them and good things in them. God, I pray that you will send me people that will stir it up in me, that I'll be a person marked by love and good works because I got a community around me that's stirring me up. What is that? That's a verse that I came in contact with. And I'll tell you, I've never prayed that before in my life. I probably would have never thought to pray that. But I heard the verse and I said, man, that's good. Let me pray that over my life. And God wants to do that. Not something I would normally pray, but I think it's helpful. And here's the third thing is this. Use scripture as a guide to prayer. Use scripture as a guide to prayer. Sometimes, I don't know about you. You may, uh, you may be holier than I am. But sometimes I feel like I run out of stuff to pray. Anybody ever feel like that way? I feel like I pray the same 10 things over and over sometimes. Anybody else feel that way sometimes? And uh, here's what I genuinely believe is that a lot of times as Christians that we don't ignore prayer because we doubt its power, but we ignore prayer because we don't know what to say. And so we're just kind of like, oh, I've said the same three things. And if that's you, here's what I would tell you is make a habit of using scripture as a guide. That's honestly what the book of Psalms was created to do. It's these songs that we sing and prayers that we can pray. Bonhoeffer said it this way. Good old theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he said this. He said, the Psalms are given us to this end, that we may learn to pray them in the name of Jesus Christ. It's powerful when you do that. The whole reason why I did this sermon today, I'll tell you why. It's because we just came out of a series on Psalms 23. We did three weeks where we walk through every single passage and hopefully you understand it and you get an idea of it. Now then I would tell you, it's time to make the shift to where we begin to pray through it. Use it as a guide. You know what it means now. Now use it as a prayer. Psalms 23, it says, the Lord is my shepherd. God, I thank you that you are my shepherd that you are direct in my life, that you are good and faithful. God, I pray that you will continue to lead me. God, I, I, it says, I shall not want. God, I thank you that you provide every single need for me. Here's some places that I'm, I am in need. God, I ask you to begin to work in these places. It says, he makes me lie down in green pastures, that he gives me rest. Well, God, I ask you that you will begin to give me that rest. And you can walk through a scripture and begin to pray it over your life. And here's what it'll do. It'll give you con uh, content. You don't know what to pray, there's something that you can pray. It'll give you context, right? It'll tell you who God is and you understand who you're praying to. And then it'll also give you confidence. Once again, as I pray this, I know that God is my shepherd and that he wants to lead me. Down here it says that you are my rod and my staff, which means that he is my protection and my direction. So I can pray that he will protect me and direct me. And when it comes down here, it says, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Maybe I'm in a place where I feel like I'm alone. But as I begin to pray this, I can have confidence that God has not left me. Amen. Here's what we did today is we made some cards. And as you're walking out today, we're going to give you one of the cards. And we gave you just a starter guide on Psalms 23, which has the verse and then some places that we circled and wrote some notes on and some ways to begin to pray. And here would be my challenge to you is absolutely start in Psalms 23. 
But maybe you do it once a week. I don't know what your time, maybe you feel really frothy and you do it once a day. I don't care. That's great. But whatever it is, I would challenge you to begin to go and use a psalm and read through it or whatever it is. Find a passage and begin to use it as a guide and begin to pray it. And here's what I believe will happen. I believe it'll change your life. I genuinely believe that. So here's where I want to end today. Let's be people with bold prayers that are confident that God is able to do everything that he said he would do. Amen? Let's not be people of weak prayers who come and, oh God, if you can, maybe, possibly. Saying, God, we see it in your word. We believe that you are who you say you are. We believe that you'll do what you say you'll do. God, I'm going to go to war with the enemy and say, no, this is who my God is. Maybe I feel this way, but I know who God says. And I believe if you do that, it'll build confidence and faith in you. And it'll begin to change situations. Amen? Let's be like that guy from my first story. Little scrawny guy with the small glasses. Be a person that lifts other people's faith because of the way that we pray. Let's be people that change the temperature of a room. Not literally, but figuratively. Because we're there praying. And I'd tell you this. uh, Let's not let the enemy cause havoc in our lives because we're too lazy to pray. Let's not miss out on the good things that God has for us in our lives because we're too lazy to pray. Can't say it any more blunt than that. God wants to work in your life. But he does say, come to me in faith. God's moved based off of faith, not off of need. And let's be a church of faithful people who believe that God's gonna do something powerful. Amen. Let me pray for you. God, we thank you today that you are good and that you are faithful and that you work in our lives uh, in amazing ways. God, we thank you that... that you love us and enjoy working in our lives. Think in your word where it says in 1 Chronicles that your eyes roam to and fro across the world, looking people for looking for people whose hearts are completely yours so that way you can look strong through them. Because we're people of faith that, that our hearts are completely committed to you. God, we ask that you would work through us. We trust you today. We trust you. Hmm. I don't know what your situation is. I don't know what you're walking through. God does. Don't sit on the sidelines. Man, go to him in prayer. Hmm. Hmm. You stand with us. I want to pray really quick too. Just, um, I just feel a stirring in my heart for um, some marriages. Um, some people in here, I think, I think are walking through some challenges in that. Uh, can we pray over your marriage today? If that's you, I'm not going to ask you to come forward. We're not going to do anything, but I just want to pray over that. If that's you today, 
I would just challenge you to come to a place of trust in God in your marriage. Pace of faith. And let's pray over that situation today. Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. God, we know that you have not left us, that you have not forsaken us. And maybe uh, in a marriage, maybe in a place where we feel like alone. God, I thank you that you are good and that you are faithful and that you, um, that even in that place of maybe loneliness right now, that your presence will be felt. God, we pray that you will not leave that marriage the same, but that you'll begin to work in a Holy Spirit um, we, and I challenge you to pray this over right now. Holy Spirit, that you will work in our lives. Teach us how to be better husbands or wives. And God, that you will begin to work in our spouse. And then maybe some things that are on the rocks will begin to change because of what the Holy Spirit does in our lives. We ask you to do it, God. We ask you right now. In Jesus' name, amen.